This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters May 31st. Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of four, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 87. We're going to be talking today about our first quarter or quintile, as the case may be, goals and how they've gone because we are already starting the second quarter or quintile for one of our podcast hosts here who prefers her quintile system. Uh, And so how are we doing? So uh, talk us through the quintiles again, Sarah, in case uh, other people have not divided their year into five parts. I will remind you all, because I know I did review it at least in one of the planner episodes previously, (laughs) but, you know, most people do January to March, April to June, July to September, October to December. My argument is this, if you have children, or even if you don't, I'm not sure that it makes sense to divide summer up into two different quarters, because summer tends to be a very different time with its own unique motivations, and maybe you have travel. It just doesn't really feel right to split it up, and the traditional quarters do split it up. 
I also feel like the more fresh starch, the better. I mean, within reason, if you had like, you know, 15 quarters, it would probably get a little bit out of hand. But my answer to this was to instead of dividing the year into four, you divide it into five. So the first is January to spring break. Um, in our case, that's the end of March. The second is spring break to the end of the school year. The third is summer, which therefore gets doesn't get split up and chunked up into different quarters. The fourth one would be the start of school to, I would say, November 1st, because November and December are sort of like this special holiday, winter. I think they deserve their own chunk because they are so separate from that beginning of school year energy. They usually include winter break and Thanksgiving, and so it's a lot of holiday stuff. And it tends to be the time that everyone does a lot of their regrouping and thinking about how the year went. So I think that giving it its own quintile adds to that. So there you go. That's my yeah. argument for quintiles. Yeah. As I think about it, when I do my my sort of seasonal fun list, it winds up, it could be a quintile system, except I just don't do one of the quintiles. I, I guess it just gets none Which of the one love. Well, that's the do? late spring. Um, so because I do the summer fun list. So I have my list of sort of seasonal summer fun activities. I had my fall list um, this year, you know, so taking advantage of the colors and such in, in the Northeast on in the fall, the holiday fun list. So the Christmas related stuff. And then I had my winter, my, my post holiday winter stuff. Cause that's trying to get through the season of, of dark and cold and snow and such. And, and so then that takes you through kind of mid March and, and I guess mid March to June is just, I didn't do a spring <laughs> a spring fun list, but uh, it, it would suggest a, a quintile system for for me as well. So I think I think that does make sense. There you go. And I mean, you could do three month chunks that are more positioned around the season, but then you wouldn't get to start a new one on January first, and that Ooh. just seems wrong to me. Yeah, no, and I feel like the holidays is very separate from the the post holidays winter stuff. Yes, it just yes. feels entirely different in terms of what what you're doing, but you've got quite a demarcation between your first and second quintiles. And, and this year as a, as this is airing, apparently you're, you're coming back from your first cruise. Yeah. So as you record this, I will admit, I, we have, we will have not gone on such the cruise yet. Um, it also means that we have not reached the end of quintile one, which is good because um, I can end every uh, statement with, but I might finish that in the next <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, we are capping off quintile one with our very first cruise during spring break and we are going on a family Disney cruise. So um, maybe we'll have to have an episode de dedicated to that perhaps um, if there is interest. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about it because we're, we're thinking of doing a, a Disney cruise at some point or not. I mean, by we thinking about it, I would be like strong lobbying from one of my children uh, would, would be more the case. Uh, Ooh, maybe we could all go down there together Disney cruise. Well, it, it's uh, so awesome that you're like, I need to do another immediately after this. <laughs> oh, not immediately. I was thinking like in 2020 or 2020 or something. No, because we actually are going with friends on this cruise. Cause I, I thought, I think I mentioned that on our travel episode. I, I think, um, I think that will make it even more fun because it'll, it'll feel more like an extended play date. And I think our kids will be less reluctant to go into the kids club if yeah, they're with if they're friends. friends. Yeah. So no, that's true. Yeah. We'll and we'll see, see how, how the seasickness aspect of it goes too. Oh. I'm excited to hear. I am a little nervous. <laughs> Do you have that, like your, your, what is it? Dramamine or whatever. I need to get the little, yeah, I'll bring it. I'm, I'm sure they sell Dramamine. I'm sure. You know, <laughs> and I'm sure they sell those. Of it I'm the sure they sell like Minnie and Mickey C-bands or whatever those wrist <laughs> things are. So, um, and a, you know, <laughs> stiff cocktail or two might, might help too. Might help as well. <laughs> Or at least you just don't care at that point, right? You're like, exactly. I'm you it's don't all notice. good. 
That's so true. Oh my uh, Do you have any exciting uh, demarcation of your quarters coming up, or is it just going to be mm, one into the no, next? No, I mean, I, I, this will air right before our spring. So our spring break is late because um, Passover and Easter are late this year in terms of when they cycle through. This is at the end of the – so we – will not have actually gotten there when, when this airs. It's oh, not interesting. until mid-April. Mid and at the moment, I have no plans for it. I am in planner fatigue mode again, and I would like somebody else to plan it. So we shall report back on whether that has happened or whether we're all just here and I'm working, which would also be fine. So... <laughs> Because um, we have so many other things. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, you we, talked about on a prior episode, yeah. you were a little traveled out. So maybe it's yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's stuff coming up in the summer and there's, you know, the kids. Well, we, we, that was actually a, a Q1 goal is the Disney. So I guess we could go ahead and, and plunge in. Yeah. So how are yours going? Why okay. All right. Well, I can start if you want. <laughs> things have been falling apart about around here, which is related to... One of my Q1 goals, I am launched or launched at this point, we're doing this after the fact, Juliet School of Possibilities, my time management fable came out on March 12th. So a lot of work associated with book launches. And even though I've been through a number of them, it's always this sort of mm, stressful experience. And I, I try to think differently about it, trying to savor it and like, look, this is awesome. I wanted to be a writer and I am like, I can walk into bookstores and buy my books. Like I see my books in the airport when I'm running around. Like I, I, you know, this is just so amazing and wonderful. And I should go back in time and tell 10 year old Laura because she would be thrilled. Right. Yes. On the other hand, <laughs> it is, I'm, I'm also like running to the post office and like, you know, calling people at random times and trying to sort of rely on the network you've built up over the years of people who, you know, enjoy your work and would be willing to then share it with other people. And because it's so hard to get people interested in books. I mean, the honest truth is there's not that many people who buy books. The average book reader uh, so this is people who read books, which is a chunk of the population. It's not everybody. It's only going to buy like four books a year. Now, that is not going to be you. Or maybe it will be you, Sarah, but it, it isn't me, right? Like that, that's it. They, they bought the Michelle Obama book. Like they bought a John Grisham book. Uh, you know, that's it, right? And And so you're then aiming at a much smaller chunk of the population, which is in the kind of people who buy like 12 to 24 books a year. And that is a chunk, a very small chunk. But then you could be in that one. And so then trying to let those people know that you exist and why they might want to read your books. And, you know, we, I'm, I'm so grateful for the, the people who've come into my community over the years and, and do buy books and pre-orders. But it's always this stressful thing of, of trying to do and it. And I imagine like the more books you write in some ways, you want to you want to have like an upward trend. So mm -hmm. in some ways that would make things more stressful versus if your first effort and you sell like 10 copies, you're like, wow, that's 10 more than I sold last time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're uh, getting started, but you're, I could see that it would get a little bit more stressful. As yeah. That will have happened by, by this point, but I've, I've been working a lot on that. And you know, at this point, we also know that there's another project I wasn't talking about for the first part of the year, but we launched um, the the Before Breakfast podcast with uh, iHeartMedia, which is one of the major media companies that's in the podcast space. So I'm doing a daily show on productivity. If, if people are listening to this podcast, want to want to check that out. You've been listening to Best of Both Worlds and you were thinking, hey, what could be better than having more <laughs> 
of, of Laura uh, and want to listen to that. Sarah did not actually feel like quitting her job in medicine to do this with me, but uh, I'm, no. I'm here morning, every morning now. <laughs> so you can listen to that as well. But launching two things in, in three months and, in fact, in the that space of lot. one week is um, – you know, professionally, been a little bit stressful. So anyway, other things falling apart in, in the course of that happening, but that's okay. But it's exciting. Yeah. But it is very yeah, exciting. Very I'm exciting. excited to hear your new your new thing, which will have been in full swing. There'll be like a million episodes out by the time. Yeah, this by the time there is, it should be like 15, 16 episodes at least because it's daily. <laughs> so and I selfishly, I selfishly hope that some of those listeners will have found this episode by now, thinking, yes. "Oh, I want to hear more of the personal side of Laura." Yeah. And you know, more than five minutes at a time. So if you are listening because you found us on her new podcast, welcome. Yes. Thank you for, for joining us here. We, we really appreciate that. And uh, tell your friends, this this podcast is, you know, all about the intersection of, of work and family and from the perspective of people who love both. Um, and so I know there's going to be some overlap between the audiences and it'll be exciting to see how these things play into each other. On the relationship front, sh- should I just go through mine and then you do yours or do you want to talk about your professional ones now? Yeah, let, yeah let's alternate. It'll be more interesting. Okay, let's do that. Okay, so my work ones are – well, I'll do my work and blog ones because that's sort of like you know the, the main part of my work and then the lesser part. So I did well with my like actual job stuff. I have started a research collaboration that was long stagnant. I have uh, completed some sort of transition career logistics stuff, and there's something that has to do with the residency where I have to kind of create their um, didactic schedule, and that is almost done to the entire end of the academic year, which is a huge milestone. It's been our first year with residents, and it's been awesome. So I give myself, you know, and I think a lot of this is like, I'm not pumping anymore. This is my first first cue where I'm, you know, not a slave to that thing. So I'm like... I mean, a nice work renaissance. Like I feel very productive at work. Um, and then on the blog side, I did transition my site to WordPress. That it was something great. that I yeah. think. If, if anyone hasn't checked it out, please go check out the new shoebox. Theshoebox.com. T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. The so I didn't change the name, but yeah, the site looks very different. Um, the only thing I didn't do at all was anything with my book proposal or book because I know I'm probably waiting – till that like mythical time when everything settles down, which is never going to happen. (laughs) And I recognize that. But in my defense, when I look at all the stuff that happened in the last three months, including a move, uh, there may be a little bit of actual truth to that tired excuse um, currently. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. All right. You're, you're you next. can slow your roll on that. Although I, I mean, I exactly. selfishly, I want to exactly. read it. I mean, I want to no. read it. So that's why I'm sort of hoping it happens. At some point. Me too. But, so. Me too. All right. Stay tuned for Q2. All right. <laughs> <laughs> family and relationships. You go. Well, so we were taking the the family to Disney World, um, which ha- happened in, in mid-February. Uh, I posted a couple things about on, a, on my blog if uh, people are looking for Disney World tips and tricks. And one of, one of my favorite posts of it was um, – Jasper did ride reviews of like the top I 25 rides. Love, we have to link to that. I love that post. I yeah. thought it was just adorable and just cool. Yeah. So he's, I've been, tra- I've been encouraging him to, to do some guest posts for me. He wants to, it's just, he, you know, he's also writing stuff for school. So I'm trying to get him to do the extra stuff, uh, but he likes it when he gets the feedback. So that, that was really cute. It was, it was a good trip. Uh, we, we had a lot of good memories for it. We did a lot of, 
you know, the stuff you can do when you plan ahead. So we had like Cinderella's table, we ate there, we did uh, Avatar Flight of Passage, which, you know, we got the fast passes to that and really cool experience that the kids actually got to do it twice in a row because it turned out, so we had fast passes for everybody, but it turned out Alex was too short. Um, that it's like 44 or 48 inches or something instead of 40. Uh, so he couldn't do it. But any, so we had to swap out. Like, so I, I went with the kids while my husband stayed with Alex. And then we were like, okay, well, then he'll just go and the rest of us are going to head over to lunch. But then while he was sitting like in the by the gift shop, another dad who was in the same position told him, hey, by the way, you can take your other kids back with you. That yeah, you, it's can, like called the, the, the yes. baby swap or something, which I thought the baby swap was only for people who waited in the standby line. Like the point was that you didn't have to wait in line twice. Right. So uh, that if your spouse went through the line with your kids, like you, your spouse could then go without waiting. Right. If you know, you had a under 40. No, it child. does work for the past. But it fast worked pass. for the past. I remember because, you know, I'm slightly like ride phobic, well, not ride phobic, but certain ones. So I didn't go on test track, which yeah. I kind of regret where I, they offered it. We, the kids, they'd use fast passes and I had Genevieve who was like a baby at the time and I didn't do it. So I, yes, they let you do that. Oh, you should have done test track. It was, it's great. I, I mean, like if you've been in a car that goes 65 miles per hour, it's not any, <laughs> never. No, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not any scarier than that. Uh, it's like being in a convertible that's going 65 miles per hour. Uh, so uh, next time. Next time. We live close. So. We, yeah, you okay. can do it again. So that was a success yeah. trip. And then what else was on the family? Is your family and relationships in the same bucket? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. No, I put I just put that all in one one bucket. So so Disney was our accomplishment and we we did it and the kids had a good enough time that they are nudging for that Disney cruise and going back to Disney and all that. And you know, I, Disney is probably not my favorite place to go as a vacation, but uh you know, this was this was not about me and other people had a good time and I didn't have a horrible time. I did fine. So yeah, that's good. There you go. All right. Success. <laughs> How about you? Uh, so in my family category, I was OK. So I had even scheduled on my calendar like the week after New Year's. I had nanny coverage and I wasn't working. So I had one day marked as Annabelle Day and one more day marked as Cameron Day. And we ended up moving that week. Yeah. So <laughs> So that didn't happen. <laughs> Those days completely didn't happen. I mean, that's understandable. That's um, but yeah. I'm a little sad because it's really hard to find a day where you have full childcare coverage, but I'm not working and they're not in school. It's actually a kind of a mm -hmm. unicorn and we're not traveling. So I think my next chance is going to be summer because, again, spring break, we're going to be traveling. And <sighs> there were two days where we weren't, but I had to put other stuff. So um, I think I'm going to have to table this to Q3, but I'm still determined to do it. Um, my other goals were to plan the weekend trip that we just took, check, and spring break trip, check, and to join the local library, which I just did last weekend. So that's exciting. I'm going to have to start building my reserve list. I don't have a separate, yeah, I don't have a separate like relationship one either. So I kind of lump everything in there. Yeah. And it's just the, the, the triple thing that works for a career relationship self. And I do a, a goal for each quarter in, in each category. Yeah. The, the mommy days with each of the kids can be, can be tough. I, I do that during the summer and cause again, yeah, getting them when they're off school and also, you know, I can arrange to not be and have childcare and, and not be doing something else. It, it winds up being logistically complex. And now they're sort of, um, nudging for more elaborate stuff for mommy days. Uh, mm, I think they're, they're pushing and yeah, trips um, and, like, which I mean, it could be fun, but if like once the bar goes up too far, I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. The nine-year-old, he literally said, he's like, I want to go to Rome. I'm like, well, uh, I'd like to go to Rome. 
too, but I'm, I'm not sure this is like gonna fit in the category. That is not a mommy day. day. That is maybe like a big gift. Christmas maybe. or birthday, maybe. Because then wow. what kids ask for a trip to like Rome individually. Well, you do have a lot of frequent flyer, don't you? <laughs> it's, true. <laughs> it's true. I have I I wouldn't have to pay for it, but I would exactly. have to uh, take the time to yes, do it. Yes. So I'm, I'm yeah, and like of, 12 hours in Rome doesn't really no, make a lot no, of sense. I mean it's more like a, it would be like a mommy three days. <laughs> and that's yes. uh yes. then yes. then it gets complicated. So we'll see. I, I have to you figure may, out. You may it. have to actually create some specific constraints, like mommy days must be in this radius yeah. and this maybe give them a budget like then it could become Ooh. kind of like a cool um a planning planning exercise for them yeah, yeah. no because i've said like i mean from where we are in philadelphia new york and washington dc are both in the in the range i will do for a day trip right but yeah past that i'm not sure it's that easy to get to <laughs> so but there's a lot of things if you include from washington to new york i mean that's yeah, no, it's there, a big range. I mean, there know. are many activities that can be done. With, within <laughs> there that. are actually very few that cannot be, cannot done, be done within that range. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's a good leash. Yeah. 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 All right. So cool. yeah, the, you've, you're doing that. Okay. So so then for my, my self category, I had this one that was inspired by Amy Bouchotts, who runs this blog called Humans Outside. And she lives in Alaska. And so she had said, you know, for 365 days a year, she wants to be outside for at least 20 minutes a day. And I think she has additional guidelines on it. She wants to be outside doing something active for 20 minutes wow. a day. And it's hard. I've seen the photos on Instagram of her with like ices, icicles all over her face because <laughs> it turns out Alaska gets pretty cold. Um, hmm. But uh, I have not had icicles all over my face. But I have done pretty, I said I wanted to get outside for 20 minutes a day through quarter one, which is the quarter that is, cold and sleety and rainy and unpleasant in my part of the world. And I've done pretty good. At it. I'd say there's probably, I would say, I, I can count on one hand the number of days I haven't done it. And and usually those days is because it's been a, a travel intensive day and it's very hard to coordinate getting outside when I'm, I'm back and forth with airports and stuff like that and coming home late. And um, I probably could have gone and sat outside in the cold for 20 minutes late at night, but it just seemed like that wasn't the point, right? That was no. <laughs> <laughs> the point was to be enjoying like daylight when there was daylight in limited hours um, to uh, not use bad weather as a reason not to go outside. And so I've, you know, got my Eddie Bauer coat that's long. Um, I've got these muck boots that are, up to my knees uh, and and quite warm. And so I can pretty much shut out a lot of the weather. And I, I naturally am not good with cold. I, um, I I get cold very easily. I My hands actually uh, freeze up. I've, I've broken out in hives occasionally when I'm too cold, but I've got good gear. And I am also happier when I've gone outside and gotten some fresh air. So I'm trying to sort of work through like my own physical limitations on this and see if I can um, get around it, so. That's awesome. It's very uh, Norwegian of you. Yeah. Norwegian secret to the to enjoying winter. Exactly. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. I cannot speak to having the same challenges, so sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like very nice here right now. Is that it for personal? Yeah, so going outside right. and okay. Your turn. <laughs> Mine were to make my various doctor's appointment, which I did. I 
Like you, was, you were like rocked out on this. Didn't you have like five well, doctors? One day I was like, and I haven't gone to most of them yet, but oh, it was just, just about getting them, them. Okay. making them correct. And okay. like, obviously none of them were urgent because if you can put off something for two years, you can put off something for like two Four years, years. <laughs> <and> two months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually like I haven't been to the dermatologist maybe ever and I need to. So yeah. So, and a lot of those in this area, everything gets booked up. So I didn't care when the appointments were. I just wanted to make them and I did. So that was awesome. I did not, however, solidify my poor little parenting book club is kind of, oh, I really miss it. And um, we're having trouble finding a date, but that'll yeah. be a goal for, for next time. I don't think this was actually, these were not on my formal list, but I had always said I wanted to try Orange Theory or similar, and I finally did that. So that yeah. was yeah. How did that go? Cool. That was that was a good one, right? Like you, yeah. You like, you like group fitness? It yeah. turns out, yeah, yeah. I do. Well, I kind of knew that because I, I remember. I don't know if you remember, but I used to go to Fly Bar, which is like the bar part of Flywheel. I'm not into spinning, but I like the huh. the other part. That was my Miami Beach version, but they never had good class times. Like they, mm-hmm. didn't, it was targeted towards I think flexible twenty <laughs> somethings and maybe stay at home moms <laughs> who would drop their kids off, so they'd have all these classes at like nine a.m. And yeah. nothing super early. So we moved. And this county, I think, tends to have more people with traditional schedules. So um, there are numerous places with 5 a.m. and 5.30 ah. classes. And I picked one. It's actually not a chain. It's called Ellen's Ultimate because people have talked about it. And it's awesome. Um, it's similar to Orange Theory, but like kind of maybe like if Orange Theory and CrossFit had a child, mm. it would be it would be this. It and would it's be this. Okay. really fun. And I like it. So that was good. And then uh, I've started reading a little bit more again, which was not really on my list, but I'm still – happy about it because I went through a big rut yeah. in January, which I'm not going to blame Murakami for, really. <laughs> it, it's, if there's a book but, you're just not into, uh, it can it can destroy your momentum for and like And it's not me. even that I yeah. wasn't into it. I actually still enjoy his writing style and I enjoy, I enjoy, it wasn't a bad book and I want to go back to it. It just wasn't the book for me right now. I need something, I needed something more propulsive because I was just getting stuck and I was falling asleep. And now that I found some good books, I'm just sort of like back to my, like just wanting to read all the time, which is great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just, you got to stop what you're doing and, and, and put in another one and yeah, <laughs> it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. yeah I'm, and you started, it wasn't on your list either, but you started a new workout thing. Uh, I did. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I was just thinking like, what can I give myself credit for that? I didn't put on my yeah. goal list. I mean, I went to, I went to the OBGYN uh, at, at some point in Q1 because I realized I hadn't gone in four years and had to, uh, <laughs> actually do all the paperwork again as a new patient because it had been so long. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But oh, well, I felt like I had had adequate care in that regard for the many years that I was having babies constantly. So I was a Kind of you made up for lost. I was done with that. Go to the the dermatologist, but but more for uh, you know cosmetic reasons. Uh, so that 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 is fun, I guess. <laughs> like self care, right there. Self-care right there. Uh, stop looking like I'm 40 years old. Well, the the derm I'm going to is 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 like medical and. They have other opportunities as well. Which I don't know if I'm going to be exploring at this You're, time. Yeah, well, you don't need to, but I uh, may at some point. Yeah, I, I, I was feeling like I needed to explore those opportunities. Uh, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no, I know I uh, started a new workout habit of actually doing some strength training. I've I've said you know time and time again like oh I need to lift weights or you know do some sort of strength training type stuff and never did. Um, and 
and pondered why, because I, I clearly can stick with other workout goals. And I generally believe it's like, I don't do what I don't want to do. Right. And if I don't really want to do it, then I don't want to do it. But I realized I could build in a cue into my life. And so I had this chunk of time, you know, between uh, 8, 10 and 8, 25 in the morning that I was not ever using well. And so I've, I've started just using my, that time for lifting weights. I have resistance bands and a kettlebell in my office. And so I generally do at least five, to 10 minutes of, of that. I have a few work, you know, lifts I go through, a few moves I go through and try and That's do it. That's awesome. Are you using a video or no, you just do your no, own? I've, I've looked at a few articles or things online of like kettlebell moves or resistance band moves, things you can do. Hotel workout, with- I guess, is often what it's listed as or things like that. The thing that made the biggest difference for me in strength is embracing either a live person or a video telling me what to do. Like I have no interest in creating my own workout. It's like so boring. I can't, I don't even know how people do that. I mean, I watch people at the gym and I know they get into it and maybe you get to a certain level of proficiency where you feel like you can craft your own workout, but I don't feel like I ever need to get there. I want someone to tell me what to do, which is why I was loving the beach body. And I still do. I really love those workouts. And now I'm enjoying some of some kind of the similar stuff, but live. But yeah, it's for See, me, it was all about like, I needed an instructor. Yeah, I'm only doing like five to 10 minutes, though. I mean, so it's, it's hard to get I think that, that'll make a difference. It's though. hard to get that bored in five to 10 minutes. And, and I That's probably true. managed to do it three or four days a week, because there are some days where the routine doesn't happen, right? Because I'm gone or, or whatever. But I, so far, so good. I feel like it's a cue. Awesome. It's a cue that I can stick with. Like, I know that this is my time to do it. I also, yeah, I don't like people telling me what to do. I don't know. Just, That's I, true. You don't like training plans. Like training we, we, are, plans we are actually very opposite in that exercise regard. Yeah. Like, I, like, yeah, like the, the idea of a streak seems like, like I, I could never. And I really like being ordered around by someone <laughs> when it comes to exercise. Yes. <laughs> I'm the person who hated gym class. I'm like, get me out of here. I do not want anyone ever telling me what form of exercise I need to do again in my life. So, That's so funny. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, do we have any other, uh, that our goals? Uh, or is that our goals? Those are our main ones. Oh, I did achieve my blog monthly visitors yay, goal. So yay. that was actually kind of cool because there was an ad network I was interested in switching to. And I, to be honest, I'm not sure if I actually got more visitors or I just got a more accurate analytics mm. app <laughs> installed <laughs> because I, before I was using my ad networks one and I think it might've been missing some. So anyway, I was just very happy to find that I exceeded the number that I needed to. And well, you've also been blogging pushing. more frequently, and I think yeah, that, I did. that helps I, I the number people of come back um, more often. And, and That's true. Then- and I noticed, like, the weekend that I shared stuff on Instagram stories, like, normally I have this big drop on the weekend, and that weekend I didn't. So I guess people must have clicked, clicked through from my my stories. So, yeah, it's like um, anything else. I mean – the more, the more time you, you put into it and the more you do it, then the more people come. But that's great that you you got yourself to a better ad network. Yeah, on that. that was cool. That's really cool. So yeah, that's pretty much – that was Q1. I would consider it overwhelmingly pretty good quarter considering how much was going on. And yeah, now we're on to Q2. On to Q2 where I would say I wanted to have my uh, backyard redone in Q2, and I think that is not going to happen given that I haven't done any estimates or calling anyone or thought about it at all. Uh, so, oh, well, <laughs> maybe that will not happen in Q2. I can already see that Q2 will not be that. Well, our, my off-air suggestion to Laura is that she downgrade her her item to 
contact someone and get proposals rather than actually getting it done. Um, Cause also that's more of a process goal than like an outcome yeah, goal, which you yeah. have more control over. And um, at least then at the very, I mean, bonus if you actually have it done, but if you've set things in motion, then you know, you're set for Q3. Yeah, exactly. And, and just one thing in my defense is that my backyard is covered in snow right now. So I feel like yeah. putting uh, estimates on it might be, uncomfortable for all involved and, and inaccurate. It might not too. even be possible. Might not even they don't, be know, possible. What's they don't know what's under the snow. So uh, given that, yes, much of Q1 has been, well, I, my point was like, I wanted to get it in motion in Q1 so it could happen in Q2 when it wasn't under snow. That makes sense. And I also worry that calling once the snow is gone, that's when everyone's going to call and then they won't want to come, but they'll want to come. Well, somebody will come. Somebody wants to do my backyard. Was that a purposeful segue? That was a purposeful segue into our Q and A. By the way, by the time this airs, hopefully there won't be snow, but I will recall that last year there still was in April. Yeah. So yes. don't consider yourself off the no, hook at this point. All right. So I'll read the question. Yeah. Here in Michigan this winter, we have already had eight snow and cold days with school cancellations. A cold day. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it, it got down to horrible, minus horrible, horrible cold days yeah. this year. That's so sad. Okay, and it's only, you know, midwinter when this was written. And I would love to hear Laura and Sarah talk about adjustments that are required when our kids have unexpected days at home. And I would include sick days in that to some degree as well. Now, I acknowledge this is not me talking. This is still the questioner. There's the necessarily schedule adjustments, of course. But what I'd really like to hear you talk about is the attitude adjustment that's required <laughs> and how to do that well. I have no problem when the planned days are off. I just know those are not going to be days I get most, most focused work done. But when you're faced with week after week of incomplete weeks of school and everybody's out of routine, is it just survival? Or are there mindsets and practical strategies to help you through these times? Would love to hear you two talk about this. I'm guessing you have a little more experience with it, Laura, than Sarah. Well, our kids both get sick, though, so it's not yes, like that. Our kids both get sick, and we had more than a week off for a hurricane a couple years ago, so... You know, we have our own challenges. Yeah. Our, ours is more winter focused generally because of, of this. You know, so so there's some ways you can um, obviously plan your life to try to deal with it. And it is, I agree, it is hard to have a good attitude about it when day after unplanned day stacks up. One reason we switched to nanny care from daycare back when Jasper was little, we, you know, there were all these sick days, the snow days and stuff at the daycare. And I wound up covering the the vast majority of it. I mean, I remember our first winter, there were some, you know, arguments at one point I got like my husband to like work at home for two days so I could go work in a bookstore. And it was just like this huge thing. Cause I mean, I guess it, the adjustments to parenthood in his mind, well, you're already working at home, whereas I have to go to my office. And so therefore it's a bigger deal for me to take the day off and, there were many fights about this that, uh, well, clearly this thing, you, you clearly feel like your career is more important than mine if that's the way you're doing it. And so feeding into all sorts of, of fun with that. But one thing we did wind up doing then is, is hiring a nanny. And our first nanny in New York actually lived four blocks away. So there was like almost no situation where she couldn't make it to work. I mean, obviously, you know, if we had like 10 feet of snow, <laughs> it was a bit, but if, you know, six inches, like you can still walk in, in your boots to, to the apartment. So it was, there was very limited days then that I wouldn't have coverage. And, and that helped a lot. Like it made me feel like I could plan my life better and actually, um, you know, 
get stuff done, which, which was huge. Um, so I, I would certainly, um, look into stuff like that. In fact, our, our current nanny is, is just very, you know, gung ho, which I so appreciate. She'll actually look at the weather forecast. And if it looks like we're going to get a foot of snow, she'll volunteer to stay overnight the day before. And that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Cause if the weather is in that kind of questionable zone, then it's very stressful for everyone to figure out, you know, if they're going to make it back and forth. So in her standpoint, it's probably like, you know what, I won't miss a day of work. I don't have to worry about the drive. Probably you have some agreement where after some point she can go to her room and be left alone. Yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, I'll pay overtime too. Yeah. And there you go. So, so it's, it's like an opportunity. It's an opportunity. So that's, that's also been, been great and cut down on that. But yeah, the, the attitude part about it, I don't know. I, I wish I had a good answer for that because I can't say that I have entirely ever reached a, a happy place about it. And I know I, I didn't in, in those first winters. And I feel like we did change the things structurally that would at least cut down on the issues related to it. I would try also to look and see if there were days coming up with weather and get as much ahead of time as possible. So for instance, say it looks like we're going to get a snowstorm this week. Therefore, Sunday is my work day. Um, so starting at like 1130 in the morning, my husband would be on with the kids for six, seven hours and I would work and I would get a whole work day in. And then if I lost Wednesday and Thursday to snow, at least I had done a whole work day before. The problem, of course, is that you can't call anyone on Sunday. You can't set up a meeting on Sunday. So it only works for certain kinds of work. And I think that's the the part that is more challenging is if you have a lot of work that involves meeting other people. Obviously, you can convert stuff to calls. And many of them are probably dealing with the same thing. It's probably not just you. If there's enough snow that is difficult for people to get around, you're not going to be the only person calling in. So you can you can be okay with that. Uh, give Put the kids in front of the TV or in front of an iPad or something and, and feel zero guilt about it. Um, Do you ever like leave, you know, three days, two days in January and two days in February, like blank to be like, this is where all the, you know, crap is going to get moved that has to get moved? I, I no? try to do this. Yeah, actually. And I do it even more frequently. I, I, as much as possible, we'll attempt not to schedule stuff on Fridays. And that's because then I can put stuff on Friday. Your buffer. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. buffer. Um, so then I'm not falling behind. So if you can work that out too, then anything that got canceled Wednesday, Thursday could possibly be rescheduled to Friday. Um, and then if you lost Friday as the day, then it would be okay. Because I, I think the buffer makes a huge difference for me because, you know, before I had a buffer, if a kid got sick, it was like, it felt like a catastrophe because if I had to cancel my clinic, then where was I going to put all those patients? And there literally wouldn't have been any day. And then it's like, okay, well, then I'm going to be like overbooking myself days and days and my entire next week is going to be miserable versus, oh, well, I can't work today, but therefore this day off is going to turn into a work day. I'm just having my day off now. Is that ideal? No, but it's less catastrophic. So I think that, but there's very few like sick days that you would have to be home then. Right. I mean, you, Oh, for me. Yeah. yeah very few. Yeah. I'm talking more about like a weather emergency weather or emer something. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I had to take a kid to the hospital or, yeah. well, you know, that, who knows, yeah. that doesn't happen very frequently. Yeah. So yeah. Logistics are the other thing. Again, we have, we have a really reliable nanny who, you know, she herself like almost never thankfully gets sick. I should knock on something. Yeah, I know, exactly. um, and um, I feel comfortable, you know, if my kids have a cold or a fever, she's fine with them. So that doesn't 
tend to impact my work so much. And we, we obviously have less of the weather stuff. But I, don't, I will also say that I don't have a good attitude about things that change last minute either, not in my favor. Like, so just giving you some support there because it kind of sucks if you have something planned and you're the kind of person that plans a lot or maybe like put a lot of work into making sure the logistics were right. And then something like a sickness comes along and just kind of slashes everything. That sucks. It's hard. I yeah. don't have a magic bullet. And, and, and going back to, um, you know, the arguments I was having early in my parenting journey, I will say that this is both parents' responsibility. If you are oh, co-parenting yes. with someone, it is not fair to have this 100% on one parent, even if there is, you know, more flexibility, at least in theory, because flexibility is never infinite. And so, you know, I said my husband wound up having all the kids on a lot of weekends in order to to do that. And I still wouldn't think that's ideal. But, you know, if you're both in an office, maybe you can sort of have an agreement of like which parent is on call for the stuff on any given week. And and then so, you know, there are weeks that you're not the parent on call. Um, and then you can maybe put more stuff into those weeks, understanding that the weeks that you are on call are the ones that might be interrupted. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that anybody needs to strive for some arbitrary 50-50, you know, in either direction. I, maybe the male partner is going to shoulder more of the, you know, who knows? I think it's whatever works for everyone, but I just think it needs to be thought out and should not be disproportionately on one side versus the other. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's go to love of the week. Oh, I have to think about this. <laughs> I had TBD because apparently I was, well, I will um, put a shout out. So we did talk about goals. So I'm going to name um, my two favorite books that I have read so far. One of them I already mentioned, so actually we'll skip that one, but I just finished Delia Owen's Where the Crawdads Sing, and it, it's it been very popular this year. I know it's like kind of everywhere, but that's probably because it's like a really good book. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is one of those propulsive reads. The characters are interesting. They're multidimensional. The setting is just gorgeous, and I happened to be reading it when I was in Nashville, so a little mm. bit Southern, and the book is very Southern. I think at one point I was like, I need biscuits, because they just kept talking about <laughs> biscuits, and I was actually in a place to get them, so that was really Ooh, cool. Nice. So um, yeah, since I'm back into reading, that is my my love of the week. I is, wonder if I'd like is, that. I'll have to check I it out. I would say that's my favorite Q1 read this far. Okay. Super accessible. I think, I don't know, like what do you like? Um, I'm trying to think of, I mean, a little Ann Patchett-y, hmm. okay. maybe. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah, I would say if I, I I just finished reading um Jane Jacobs Great Death and Life of Great American Cities. It was it was interesting. I you know, it was a little hard to get in at first and not it's kind of slow moving at times. Um but you you look at city sidewalks in different ways and I really enjoyed kind of that any book that can recast how you are looking at something that fundamentally what makes a street safe is having eyes on the street, which means having people there and people at different times of day. And a lot of streets, there's only people on them, you know, at like 8.30 when they're going to work and like the lunch rush and after work, or if it's a, you know, commercial street or in the residential, there's only certain times they're on it too, if people are gone all day. And you can't have that and have a good street. So you have to have multiple uses. It's a different buildings on a street that different people will be going to at different times. And then you have a lively, safe street. So it was kind of fun to think about and, and what mix of commercial and residential and all that makes for a good city block. So that is very interesting. Yeah. The worst is when you're at a conference and you feel like you're in this weird area where um, 
where everything completely shuts down on weekends because yeah. you're sort of in the business district, but you're there for a concert conference that, that's on the weekend. And yeah, it's, it's like an eerie, it doesn't like, where feel can I eat? Great. Where can I yeah, get a cup of exactly. coffee? Yeah, exactly. Things are What's actually closed. It's Saturday at noon. Like, what, well, yeah, yes, yeah. That's a fascinating topic. Yeah, cool. So I enjoyed that and that could be my love of the week. All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. This has been episode 87, where we're talking about our Q1, which could be quarter or quintile goals. Um, So we'll be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.